welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We really hope that you'll be blessed by this week's encouraging message. So if you are new with us today, if this is your first time, you're coming in on like a thing that we do once a year. This is called Breakthrough Sunday. So you might say, well, don't we live in a perpetual state of breakthrough? Well, hopefully, but you know, we try to take one Sunday a year uh, just to come together as a church family and believe for breakthrough together. Anyone have anything in their life that they're believing for breakthrough in, right? Is there anything you're facing that you can't do on your own? Yes, I should see all hands go up. You know, if you think you can do everything on your own, you're living a very subpar life. There's no goals out there. There's no, you're not being stretched. So, uh, yeah, that's what it's all about. So we try to take one Sunday a year where we, we're going to go through it this morning. This is going to be a fun family Sunday. We did this last year. This is our first time, and it was a huge success. And we literally had testimonies going on for months that we played here. So we've been praying in anticipation of this, that this was just going to go to a whole new level this year, and that we're going to see new things. You know, anyone want to see testimonies released in their life? I mean, oh my gosh. I love the testimony that we heard from Brian and Kathy Glatzbach, um, because I know them, I know their journey. What they didn't share in that testimony was that, that uh, in the very beginning of their marriage, they had a prophetic word that said that you were going to, God was going to provide a house for you uh, for pennies on the dollar. And I'll tell you, knowing them at that time, I think they were like, okay, this is hard to even understand, right? I mean, when you hear a word like that, how is that going to happen? And then they're having kids, you know, is what sometimes happens in a marriage, you know? <laughs> so, and more and more of them were coming, and they're not able to fit in the house that they had where they were living. And then I remember, they, I know this very clearly because they took a stand years ago and they said, we're going to prioritize giving in our finances in our life. Whatever that looks like for you, they did that. And they said, we're, we're going to do it. This is a priority in our life. Uh, and then God supernaturally literally dropped a house in their lap. You'll have to ask them the whole story because I can't get into it today, but it is a supernatural thing, right, Brian? I mean, and Kathy, they would agree. Uh, you got to hear that story, so don't hesitate to ask them. But I asked them to highlight that because it's such an incredible example of us being faithful and being able to trust and knowing that God takes care of our needs. You know, it's one of the biggest stories of the Christian life, you know, how God takes care of our no needs. He knows them before we even make our requests known. So we're going to talk a little bit. What is breakthrough? Okay, the breakthrough is a term is used so much. I ran just a couple quick definitions. If we can put them up on the screen, this was one. Breakthrough is in, in warfare. It's an offensive military assault that penetrates and carries beyond a defensive line, right? So when you break through that military line, you know, like in military combat and stuff, you could be preparing for months or years to penetrate a defense's line, right? To get through, like D-Day, to get into Europe. Man, they planned for like two years to make that happen. But it was a breakthrough. And then you have a breakthrough. And I love this one too, uh, the second uh, definition. Breakthrough is an act or an instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle. Moving through or beyond an obstacle. Anybody have an obstacle that they're facing in their life? 
It could be a relational obstacle. Like, I just can't connect with this person. That's an obstacle to connection. Uh, it could be, a, you know, a financial one. It can be a health-related. But I think we all probably have an obstacle in front of us somewhere. Uh, or you're just not a human, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we've been talking a lot about like breaking through a ceiling. We hear a lot of that in our, in our talk today in, in the world about breaking through ceilings. But just picture that. You have a ceiling and then someone breaks through. Breaks through the ceiling, right? That's what we're talking about is to break through any limits that we're facing. Um, and the, the Christian life is progressive. So, you know, if you're new with us here and you're just learning, it's like you're not going to be the same next year than you are today. Right. You know, in two years from there, you're going to be different than you are next year. It's progressive. Like, we're learning. We're growing. We're learning how to love. We're learning how to relate with each other, right? We're learning how to trust God together. Amen. We're learning what faith is and how to apply it in our lives. Second um, Corinthians 4.18 says that we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Can I uh, add something in here? Oh, yeah. So sometimes the ceiling that we're running into is, I, I've seen people who have said, well, I haven't seen it before, so I don't believe that it's going to happen, right? It happens to so many of us. Our theology can be built on what it is that we've already seen. Right. Well, I haven't seen God heal people, so my ceiling is going to end there because I don't, I've never seen it happen. Or I've never seen God bring about financial breakthrough in my life, so I'm going to believe that that's the ceiling and I'm going to live underneath right. that. But what this verse is telling us is that we don't look at the things that are seen, but the, at the things that are not seen. So we don't build our theology on what we've already seen. We build our theology on the things that are unseen, on the promises that God gives us, on the biblical principles that he's shown us, not on what we see. So that's sometimes the ceiling that we have to break through is grabbing hold of these supernatural unseen things that we haven't seen in our life before. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks for adding that. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I couldn't have said that that good. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what marriage is for. Um, so, you know, the things, can I get an amen on that? So the things that are seen are often the things we can't bring with us. The things that are not seen are eternal, and we can bring them with us. I mean, faith, we're going to bring that into the next age. You know, faith, it's released. That stuff's going to carry with us, kingdom relationships, you know, and however that's going to look. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. So what's the significance of Breakthrough Sunday? Okay, so Breakthrough is going after this unseen thing. But why do we do it all together on Breakthrough Sunday? Well, we learned uh, from Ralph last week how to stir each other up, right? Who remembers there was a what, modification to the stirring, Ralph, though. <laughs> who remembers what Ralph showed us? If you remember, do it with your neighbor right now. Who remembers? So, so yeah, you pound somebody, you pound somebody, and then you stir it. You stir it up. Right. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So, you know, there's people, there is, there are heroes in faith that are here in this church body who have lived out a life of faith, 
who have done these things, who have gone after the unseen over and over and over and over again. And then there's people in this church who have never actually taken the step to believe for a supernatural thing. And we all together are stirring each other, even the ones who are heroes in the faith. I, I believe that there's even people who are heroes in the faith who know the goodness of God, who have an area in their life, but, but I don't know about that part, God. <laughs> Right? So that's why we, we all need each other. And there's something so powerful about going after this together, stirring each other's faith up. The worship this morning was so faith-building, wasn't it? I just felt like it was just growing and growing and growing and growing in, in believing the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, that he will fulfill his promises. So we go after that together in worship, and then we all decide together as a church family, you know what, I am putting this out there. I am putting this out there, this, this before the Lord and saying, this is what I'm believing for, for breakthrough. I spent some time with some friends last night and we were talking about it, and one of them said, I wrote it down. I, earlier this week, I wrote it down on my envelope. I wrote what I'm believing for for breakthrough. Another one said, yeah, I said it out loud in my car. Like, I actually said it out loud. <laughs> like, sometimes we just have to do it, right? Where we believe it. Okay, God, you know, I, you might pray for it once in a while, or maybe you never even say it out loud. But if it's something that you want, and you're going after, and it's stirring up in your heart, today's the day that we get to write it down. Amen. So it's a really good exercise for us to take that opportunity to write it down and say, I'm putting it out there before the Lord, and I'm saying, okay, God, me and you, me and you. you, you put this on my heart, I'm believing for it, I'm writing it down, and we're going after it, so that's the significance of this Breakthrough Sunday, it's so exciting to us, I love hearing about what each other is believing for, and I would encourage you to find someone to share it with, it's one thing to write it down, it's a whole other step of faith to say to someone, can I tell you what it is that I'm believing for Breakthrough for, put it out there. Our lives have been a testimony after testimony after testimony of breakthrough in our lives. You've heard a lot of different stories from us. You've heard stories from me about how I was terrified to speak publicly for a very, very long time. And, and God came and together I said to him, okay, I'm, I am gonna beat this thing because this is so stupid and I, I am done with this. And, we, and went after and, and got breakthrough in that area. I had, a, I had very serious health issues in, back in 2000, and we were in a pretty dire place where I was not doing well, and we were about to take on medical bills that would have sunk us very early on in our marriage, and God broke through in that. Steve has shared with you stories about his career and the path that he was on and how difficult it was for him to get to the point where he was finally in the career that he wanted to be in and how he had to fight for that. So you've heard us talk about breakthrough in our lives a lot, but we want to share with you today a very, very special breakthrough testimony. We are here standing up here together as as a breakthrough testimony. Yeah, we are a walking breakthrough testimony, okay? We are. Still believing for other areas of breakthrough, but... Yeah, we are. Um, but yeah, I'll let you share that. I don't know. I'll let you go first. You want me like, to go first? Yeah. All right. I don't want to say anything. Yeah, it's like, you know. <laughs> so um, many, many of you know that we grew up in this church. Um, my dad was the pastor here when I was a teenager. Steve and I met when I was 12, and he was 13. 
And um, we... Who's laughing at that, Jen? <laughs> Who knew us back then? <laughs> Jan Nagel, yeah, you knew us. Of course, yeah. Um, and we started dating in, in high school and through college and uh, got married at the end of college and um, really expected that things would be pretty smooth. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, we, we grew up here, we, we had come under the covering and believed, you know, that our parents needed to be on board with this marriage and they were like, okay, yeah, go for it, you can do it. We had pastors and people in our lives that were coaching us along. We were really best friends all through high school and college. We worked at Wegmans together. <laughs> We, we went to college, we were in It's a rite of passage together. to work at Wegmans here. Yeah. You have to work at Wegmans at some point, <laughs> I think. And, uh, you know, marriage started in 1999, and it was rough. It was, it was, not, it was not very good. And uh, we expected things to be pretty smooth, but our ability to connect um, emotionally, emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, was like this thing we just could not figure out. And I had come into marriage with all of these romantic ideas of what it should be based on a lot of really good romantic comedies that I had seen and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can specifically remember we went to Letchworth Park, no, Stony Brook Park, we were walking up the creek and standing in the water together and I actually remember thinking to myself, if this was in a movie, this would be so romantic, but we're here and it doesn't feel very good. <laughs> right. I could just picture the cameras, you know, it was like beautiful, the woods and the creek and anyway, so in my... Now we had been best friends in all of this, so it's hard yeah. to even understand, right? Those who knew us, we had dated for five years plus, we were best friends before then, uh, so we had a deep friendship but then getting married, you go to a whole new level, if you haven't already known, yeah. uh, in trying to connect and relate. So yeah. it didn't come naturally to us. Yeah, yeah, Steve had brought some stuff into marriage. There was yeah. <laughs> some stuff. That's why I didn't go first. Do you okay? want to talk like, about that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. That's why I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say here. Um, but no, it's true. I mean, it, oh my goodness. I mean, friends who knew me back then and would know me now would be like, you're a very different person. Um, I mean, I was great, man. I was up here leading worship. I was doing all the things you, know, you do out there working, had a great relationship, but knew nothing about marital intimacy at all. I mean, you don't when you're coming into marriage. But for me, I literally felt like I don't know how to do this. Now, I don't know if you can relate to what I'm talking about. If you've ever had an area of your life where it's like, I don't know how to get from here to there because I don't even know what there looks like. I have no concept of like what that would even mean, you know? Um, so I had brought my own challenges into the marriage, the struggle with pornography and other things that I had to work through in my life to get us to the point where we could even begin to connect emotionally. Um, yeah, I, I can remember a night that I was just crying. I cried a lot and... We were sitting on the couch and I was crying because I was disappointed with him for something and I remember him saying, you're making my shoulder wet. I was deeply supportive, okay? It's like, I'm just there for you, Joy, whatever. Just don't get my shirt wet, you know? You're making like, my shoulder wet. Okay, I was so like, I wasn't the most sensitive kidding? person on the planet, okay? Oh, oh man. <laughs> but... Yeah. 
you know, we were, we were going through this for years, and we were about five years into our marriage. I was pregnant with our first, and I remember a moment when my heart was so deeply broken. I was so disappointed with how far we had grown apart, and I called someone that I loved and trust very, very deeply, and he said to me, I'm afraid that you're at the point where he's not going to get it unless you tell him, I'm probably going to need to leave. Like, that's where we were at. And that was a shock to me to hear that because that wasn't even in my radar. I came from a family with parents who loved each other, and, uh, you know, divorce wasn't even, like, in my radar. I, re I remember saying to somebody when I was younger, well, that will never happen to me. <laughs> and... And it, we were at a really bad point. I came home and told him, like, I, it, you got to figure this out because I deserve to be loved and valued and I'm not going to put up with this anymore. And that was at about year five. And, you know, there was moments. There was good moments. And we got to year six. And then, and then a breakthrough started. Yeah. I mean, honestly, probably more with me <laughs> than with you. But surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> So it was just, I mean, honestly, I, I can just say it like this. I didn't know what to do. I just said, Lord, you know, I don't even know how to meet these needs, you know, and yet we have a deep friendship, but in this area, I just don't know what to do. I really don't. Uh, like I said, I don't know how to go from here to there because I have no idea what I'm really, what it looks like. I have no idea that journey. Um, and I remember crying out and repenting to the Lord just of where I was at and some of the stuff that I had been, the sin I had in my life and stuff, and just becoming totally broken. And it was a supernatural thing that happened one night. I will never forget it, where just the repentance of the Lord came over me, and I wept and I wept and I wept. Now, I'm not like the biggest crier on the planet, okay? Like Ralph and I are, are best friends, very close friends, but we're like very different in that area. Um, but so this was supernatural, okay? So God did something in my heart and broke through. Uh, and honestly, that was the start of something totally different shift in our marriage. And that was 13, 14 years ago, probably. We're celebrating 20 in June. Um, but yeah, I know. It's a miracle. And it has not been perfect since then, but we've also kind of referred to it as like we felt like we've been on kind of a honeymoon for 13, 14 years. But it was like the farthest thing apart from that in the beginning. If you can even understand, if you have areas in your life where you're like, I just don't get it here. That's what it felt like for us. We were trying our best in some ways, but uh, we needed a supernatural breakthrough. So that's what we're talking about. Breakthrough is really important to us because we've experienced it. And we have tons of hope for marriages out there because we've gone through it, and I had no clue how to do it on my own. I'm a pretty smart person. Like, I've gone through school. I've gone through graduate school. I read tons of stuff, but some things you just can't figure out, and you need a breakthrough from the Lord. So. And one of the things that was so, so vital to us in the journey was that we kept on reaching out to people, you know, even, even in the midst of all of the mess. Um, reaching out to people, and I remember Steve saying, like, will you stop talking about it to everybody? <laughs> like, so you're exposing me to everyone. Why do you have to tell everybody what's going on? And I was like, I don't care. I need help. Maybe you think you don't need help, but I need help. I gotta figure this out. I'll never forget the time that I called Ralph. I was at work, and I called him, and I was like, 
I can't do this anymore. I am so sick of this. My heart is so broken. And Ralph was working at Cintas delivering rugs and uniforms at that point in time. And he's like, I'll be there after work. I'm going to come right, right straight to your house after work. And he came to our house, and I was there. Steve was coming home from work. He had no idea that Ralph was going to be there waiting for him on our couch when he walked in the door. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. He walked in and looked at me, and he was like, what did you do? What did you do? And Ralph's sitting there crying. He's like, Stevie, come over here, buddy. You need to sit down here. <laughs> you need to sit down here, and you need to learn how to love this beautiful woman. And Steve's like, oh, my God, I can't oh believe God. this is happening. He was so mad. And even after Ralph left, he was like, I cannot believe you did that. But the point is, reach out for help. Reach out yeah. for help and keep on reaching out for help. Like, we don't need to be silos, and nobody's looking for anybody here to be perfect. And if you, sh if you share your, your faults, then you're going to be kicked out. Like, just please, don't even with that. Yeah, breakthrough comes in times of humility. It it's like when you are in a place of total surrender and you know you don't have all the answers. Um, when we're in that posture of humility, it's really a powerful posture. So it took me a little while to learn it, but I'm still learning it probably, right? If we're honest. You're great. Right, Tommy's laughing. Tommy, I know you're still learning it. <laughs> I love it. So that was, was it my turn? Oh. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that. So honestly, just not to like give TMI, but we wanted to share like sometimes we can be up here like talking about breakthrough and you think, oh, we got it all together. They've, they don't know struggle. I've actually heard people say that to me. Well, I've had a hard life. You wouldn't understand what it's like. Okay, well, you don't know what I've been through, right? I, I don't know fully what you've been through in your life. So don't assume. Uh, we have all had battles and we're all on journeys. And we really don't know what the other person's dealing with. Um, so I've had my battle that has been different than yours, right? And it's like it gives us compassion for each other. Um, but breakthrough is an inheritance for every believer, I really believe. That's part of our birthright in Christ. So if you're even new here today and you're like, man, I've never heard this stuff before, yeah, this, it is like too good to be true. That's the type of God we have. He is a God of the impossible. He is the God of the impossible. Um, we go from glory to glory. And I like to, Joy and I were talking about this, to try to give words to it, but we don't come at this with an orphan mindset that we're just out there flailing at our problems and like this ship tossed about on the waters all by itself. It's like, no, we have a father. We have a co-pilot to help us commandeer the ship. And we can look over at him and say, I don't know this way. Like he does know the way. He knows the journey. He knows the end from the beginning. Um, you know, we're just not by ourselves. So we're not, we don't come at this from an orphan mindset of, um, you know, I'm in this totally by myself, this breakthrough. I've got to make this happen in my own strength. No, we can't do that. Like, we weren't supposed to do it in our own strength. That's why we have each other in God. Um, we don't just take a posture of sitting and waiting. We go after things. We go after our breakthrough. and We do our part right? We, we do our part. Um, I have known so many people over the years that they weren't, they had, they had a ton of debt and they're like, how am I supposed to start giving and sowing into the kingdom when I have all these problems? And we would just say, you know what, just start doing something. I mean, start doing something. Start paying off that debt. Start giving and sowing. And then God, all the time, this happens almost every time I have known it, 
exponentially speeds up the process. Has anyone had that happen in your life? It's like that is like you are in the stream of the kingdom advancement. Like when God just exponentially finishes it, knocks off the debt, whatever it is, checks come in the mail. That's just part of normal Christianity. Um, I like this one too. So it's supernatural. Um, When we're talking about breakthrough, sometimes you have to visualize your breakthrough. Visualize yourself in that place. Now that might sound really self-help and stuff, but some of them understand some of that better than the church does. But we have to visualize ourselves in the breakthrough that we want. We have to see that. If you're just saying it and you have no, you don't believe it, and all of your thought patterns are working against it, then you're releasing forces against that that are going to push that thing away from you. You know, whatever that is. The best people in the world who consult business leaders and all that say that. Visualize where you want to be and then write it down. Write down those things, you know. So I like this. Uh, One of the things that God just put in my heart this week was this. Healthy thought life plus faith equals breakthrough. You know, a cultivated, healthy thought life. What does that mean? It means you don't, like what we sang this morning, there's no shame, there's no fear. You know, I'm not controlled by fear. I'm not controlled by shame in my life. I send that stuff back to the pit of hell where it originated from. A healthy thought life is one that is in tune with how the Lord sees us. You know, and some of us need some rewiring there because we don't see ourselves the way the Lord sees us. If you were raised by a very hard, domineering parent, oftentimes you see God as that hard, dominating person in your life. And he's not like that. So a healthy thought life plus faith equals breakthrough. Visualizing where you want to be, visualizing that thing that you feel that is your inheritance, plus cultivating a healthy thought life, dwelling on what the Bible says, dwelling on what God says about you, brings you into a place of breakthrough. You know, the, the, uh, uh, those wandering in the desert for 40 years didn't, wandered for 40 years because they complained and they grumbled and they took up offenses with each other. And it kept them out from the place of inheritance, you know, for 40 years. And actually, God had to say, no, actually, I'm going to raise up a whole new leader who's going to take you into that place because you guys have learned such bad patterns out here in the desert that you need a new leader actually to take you in there. So that's, that's what I mean through that whole thing. So um, we're actually going to practice that right now, okay? So... We're going to turn the lights down a little bit. I'm just going to walk you through an exercise. And I want you to, as you're doing this, I want you to remember that this is something that you can do on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. That, you know, when you put your breakthrough offering in there and you just say, God, this is what I'm believing for. And then you get to Monday and you go, I don't know if that was a good idea. I don't know if this is real. I don't think I have enough faith to, to mix in with this, to make this thing come about. Here's an exercise that you can do to help build your faith, okay? We're gonna put some music on, we're gonna turn the lights down, you're gonna close your eyes, and I'm just gonna walk you through this process, okay? So the first thing that we're gonna do is we're just gonna walk through some gratefulness, okay? Gratefulness is a great way to start when you're feeling under it. So the first thing I want you to do is just to be grateful for your heart. I want you to put your hand on your chest, And I want you to feel the power of your heart beating. Thank you, God, for our beating hearts. I want you to breathe in and out 
I want you to feel the strength of your lungs. Thank you, God, for bodies that work. Thank you that you are our breath, that you're closer to us than the breath that we breathe. I want you to put your hand on a part of your body that you dislike. And I want you to thank that part of your body too. Thank you, God, for all my parts. Even the parts that I don't like. God, you have made me beautiful. Thank you, God, for this body. Now, I want you to think about a moment that you're grateful for. Think back over the course of your life. Just whatever pops into your head, whatever that moment is that you're grateful for. I want you to step into that moment. And I want you to remember the emotions that you felt in that moment. Picture yourself right there. What was happening all around you? What were the sounds? What were the smells? What did you feel? Now I want you to think of a second moment in your life that you're grateful for. And I want you to step right now into that moment. And I want you to feel the emotions of that moment. What was happening? Now I want you to invite the Holy Spirit to just come into your body. I want you to take a deep breath, invite him in. If there's a part of your body that needs to be healed, I want you to invite him into that part. Just breathe him in. If there's a part of your emotions that need to be healed, I want you to breathe him in, invite him into those emotions. If there are relationships that need to be healed, I want you to invite Holy Spirit into those relationships. And I want you to picture him moving through, in and out, in and out of those parts of your body, in and out of those emotions, in and out of those relationships. Just picture him flowing through. He's a consuming fire. He's consuming all the things that are not of him. Just willingly hand it over. Ask him to strengthen you right now, to strengthen your body, to strengthen your mind, to strengthen your spirit. Even the things that are already great, invite him into those things too, and just feel a sense of celebration just as you invite him into all of those things. And as you're breathing in and you're breathing out, you're just like bringing Holy Spirit in. And as you breathe out, I want you to release Holy Spirit. And I want you to release him over your family, over those that you love, over your friendships, over your jobs, over those you have yet to meet. Breathe him in and breathe him out. Celebrate the power of his victory in every situation that you're facing. What does victory feel like? 
What does celebration feel like? What is your face doing right now? And now I want you to picture your breakthrough. I want to picture the thing that you are believing for today. Maybe for some of you, it's more than one thing. I know it is for us. So I want you to picture yourself in the victory. Picture yourself on the other side of that. You're standing there with your father who's just walked you through this journey and he's got his arm around you and you're both looking back over the journey and you're saying, wow, it's done. You did it. We did it, God. We did it. And he's hugging you and he's so excited. He's so excited to celebrate with you. Some of you just might have tears rolling down your face because you're so filled with joy that you can't believe you're there. This thing that you've been believing for, that you've been having faith for, that you've been going after, it's happened. Because God is that good. He's that trustworthy. He's got your back. No matter where you are on your journey, he's got your back. And you can look back at your breakthrough from a place of victory. And that's the place where you'll stand. This is the place where you will live. In this place of victory. Knowing that God is good. He's got your back. He's worthy of it all. Amen. Is that good? Amen. So use that this week. If you feel like, I don't know, I don't know, God, if we got this. Just, just use that exercise of gratefulness. Walk through moments of gratefulness. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Pull him in. Send him out. And, and picture yourself in that place of breakthrough with him. Yeah, so good. Allowing the Holy Spirit in is one of the fastest ways to start to change negative thought patterns. It's just every morning, wake up, Holy Spirit, it's so good. You know, just sit there, think on things you're grateful for, think with the Holy Spirit, uh, and just invite him in. That's so good. So we're going to actually uh, take a little action this morning, and this is what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, uh, in the area of giving above and beyond normal giving. We're going to do something different. We're going to do something above and beyond, okay? Um, our heart has been here to see giving go to an entirely new level, to see a total corporate breakthrough, right? You can turn the lights back up, guys. It's kind of dark. Um, so to see it go to a whole new level, not just individually, but corporately and as a church. Uh, and we're going to take a step here. We're going to take a special offering. And we're going to sow into these places of breakthrough that we're believing for. Um, you know, if it's your first time here, you know, this is something if you want to participate in, you, you can. This is not for you. This is for Church New Hope family. If you've been coming for a period of time, we're going to ask everybody to, to contribute and to, uh, you know, take the step with us. First times can feel a little scary. You know, maybe you're out there like, boy, I've never even given or sown anything ever in my life. Um, but faith takes risk, right? We love to say that, but do we do it, you know? And this is an opportunity actually to do it, okay? Um, it's not just something we say, but it's something we practice and we live. Faith takes risk. Um, Risk-taking starts to become our nature in Christ, you know, is that okay to say? Anyone agree with that? 
But I'm sorry, but following the Holy Spirit, taking risks as Holy Spirit leads us, starts to become our nature in Christ as a believer. You know, we start to listen. We start to do things. We start to move out in the things he shows us to do. Um, you know, when you, um, when you go pray for somebody, when you pray and you declare healing over someone, it takes faith and it takes risk to do that because they might not get healed. They might look and be like, why are you putting your hand on me? I mean, who knows, right? It takes risk to do that. If you want to hear from God for somebody and prophesy over someone and someone out in the street, right, you got to hear from God and then you got to go do it. It takes risk. It takes stepping out in faith to do that. Same thing with our giving, you know. Uh, I, we, this is such an important message for us um, because I've seen it change so many lives is that when you live in a place of total surrender, even in your finances, there's a tremendous freedom that comes over your whole life. All of your money is under Christ's lordship. It's not mine to hoard. It's his, and I get to steward it, you know, and to move it where he says to move it. So it's so important. Joy shared this last year, and I love this quote. Um, Supernatural financial breakthrough requires faith and generosity in the same way that supernatural healing requires faith from a place of total surrender. You know, we are coming together today in a place of total surrender. Uh, and I want to encourage it too, because Chris Ball shared here a few weeks ago about breaking the cycle, right? And if you've been stuck in a cycle where it's like, oh man, it's such a big deal to give $20 or something. God, the way you break the cycle is you do something different, you go above and beyond. You get out of that cycle. If you don't give, you start giving. It's just that simple. You, you break the cycle. You do a scary step. You do the thing that you're afraid of. Uh, and in Christian life, you're always, we're going to be moving toward the thing we're afraid of all the time. You know, it's like, I mean, it's like you never will get comfortable. Um, you have a scary relationship with someone. Well, guess what? God's going to highlight that and say for you to go and reconcile. You know, it's going to lead you to the thing you're afraid of so that you can beat that because we're not supposed to be living in, in fear, right? So, so this is really important. Um, so we're going to be coming from a place of total surrender in doing this and saying, Jesus, this is all of yours. All of my money is yours anyways. We're breaking a cycle. If you've been in a, a cycle of a poverty mentality or poverty spirit, uh, and it's important, we're going to pass out these envelopes in a minute to write down what you're believing for because uh, we're taking a, a risk of faith and even in writing that. So, you know, but it's so important to write down what we're believing for. You know, you can have things you're believing for that are just in your own mind and you've never actually said it. And it's just, you know, you've never actually said, this is something I'm going for. This is something I want to see God manifest himself in my life. Uh, we got to write that stuff down. We got to tell people about it, you know. So when you write this down on the envelopes we're going to pass out, this was one of the most exciting things for us last year, why we did this whole thing. Yeah, it's a special offering, and that's important, but it was also a way for us to hear what are the breakthroughs that you're all looking for in your life. We want to know, and we want to be praying with you. And we prayed through every card that came in last year, and I, I did it several times throughout the year. I could look at somebody and probably tell you what you were believing for a breakthrough in last year. I just remember them. So uh, we're going to do that again. We're going to ask you to write that stuff down in a minute, and then, uh, you know, you're going to have an opportunity to give and to sow with it. And we, we acknowledge that some people might have something that feels uh, like it's a confidential thing that you're uh, releasing on there. 
So just, just so that you know, this is not something that's going to be passed out throughout the church. It would be something that's just going to be shared among the leadership team and the pastoral team um, that can be praying along with you. So if you have something scary and a little bit embarrassing, just tell um, fear and shame to go to hell and write it down anyway. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you get free from stuff when you're humble enough to actually state it. So I'm going to call up the ushers to come on up as they're coming up to hand out the envelopes to everyone and the worship team also to come back up. Uh, as they're coming on up, just going to give a few instructions here. I've had people ask me, well, if I don't have it all today, can I give over a few weeks? Of course. You know, if that's easier for you, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, if that's in your, what you can do, absolutely. Um, if you're giving online, if, if you went in ahead of time and put it in online, still fill out the envelope and put in there what, what you put in there so we know and then what you are believing for so that we can be praying for them. So don't just put it don't just put an offering online without filling out an envelope because we want to be praying and standing with you. And I encourage you to be generous, go above and beyond. Don't just do what we did last year. Let's let's step out a little farther together and, uh, and do something great. Um, I think the way that we stretch this muscle of generosity is by doing it and giving and being obedient to what the Lord's shown us to do. So we're going to take a couple minutes and uh, no talking, if you can. I just want us in an attitude of prayer. Lord, we thank you that all that we have is yours. We're believing for big things, Lord. We're standing in the gap. We're doing what you said to do, which was to say to the mountain and tell it to be removed, that we are standing in faith today, knowing that our God is with all th all things are possible for him who believes and we're saying today that we believe we believe in you we believe in your goodness and lord we're putting some things out there this year that 2019 is not just going to be a ho-hum year but that we're going to see some real breakthroughs and that we're going to step out in faith together take some risks and see you move in new ways so lord we're holding things out to today in faith knowing that, Lord, you are a good dad, and we trust you with these things, and we're, these are on our heart, and we believe in you. Thank you for intervening. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for just being in our everyday and caring enough about the things that we face in life. Whatever it is, Lord, breakthroughs out there, relational, financial, spiritual, Lord, that you are in this, and we feel your presence with us, and we believe bless you, God. Lord, I pray a blessing over just everyone's finances for a financial increase. Lord, it says as we sow, that's how we're going to reap. If we sow generously, we're going to reap generously. So, Lord, I pray an abundance of overflow for everybody out here in this family in Jesus' name. Lord, that there'd be more than enough to meet the needs, not only of these families, but of our house, of, of New Hope as a family and the needs that are here that all those that are attached to this house, whether it's through missions, whether it's through staff, whether it's volunteers, uh, whatever we're impacting, Lord, that there be an abundance of finances to do whatever is needed to be done to advance your kingdom. Lord, you haven't called us to live just like paupers struggling to meet every need. You've called us to be kings in the earth that are stewarding your resources. Lord, we want to be able to be entrusted with more, to be able to steward 
and to be able to respond as you say to respond. Thank you, Lord. Bless you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like more information or additional resources, please check us out at newhopecom.org. Thanks and have a blessed week.